we, we, we are talking the things we are looking at. I'm just going to share the screen because this, this, this is lupus. Um, and its effect on, on the body. It, can you look? Yeah, you look and see that. I mean, Rose is going to explain these, uh, these things. Butterfly. That you see here, the butterfly, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it, there's a variety of symptoms uh, with it. Um, it can affect the brain, the heart, the lungs, uh, kidneys, hair, skin. I mean, there's, there's a lot to be um, considered here uh, with lupus. And the thing about it is, just because you don't have lupus now, it doesn't mean you, you're not susceptible to it. So uh, Rose is going to... Where's Rose? We have to make you, um, you co-host. There you are. So hold on. I'm, I'm going to... Hold on. Don't let me spotlight her. You can't spotlight her? It won't, it won't let me. It's just, it doesn't give me the option. Right. Hold you on. Hold Let's just do this for a second. Let me see if I can... Hi, Julie. You're right. There you are. Okay. No, I know that you guys are handling the recording, stopping and start, so I'm not going to worry about that. And uh, now, let me just... I'm going to mute everyone and not allow you. So whilst we're talking, so Rosie can get all her story out, um, everyone's going to be muted. Oh, Rosie, you got to unmute yourself. Yeah. Sorry, yes. I thought I had... There you are. Okay. So, so Rosie will be able to get her story out. Now, um, Spice, you are co-host. Uh, Spice, you can unmute, please. If you do... The um, if you could do the etiquette, Julie Juice is in the building. Ha, ha. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> Didn't mean to spotlight you, Julie. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so um, Rose is gonna um, um, talk about lupus today. I just want some etiquette, um, with regards to um, asking questions. So if you want to ask a question, all you need to do is go to the reactions down at the bottom of the screen and raise your hand. Okay. Also, as well, if you've got a response to say response, use the little smiley face with the um, the open mouth if you want to say a response. If you agree, thumbs up, and also the clapping. And the other ones are self-explanatory if you love a comment. Okay? Thank you. Brilliant, Spice. Thank you so much for that. <clears throat> and also, do if you have questions, um, please put them in the chat. And then, of course, as we're going along, we'll, we'll introduce the questions into the, into the conversation. Okay. So, so Rosie, um, is, I know we've spoken a bit before. Let's just do a mic sound check. Can we hear you? One, two, one, two. There we go. We can hear you. So, because um, obviously our friend uh, Denise, right, who, who Denise who passed, um, was also uh, with lupus. And funny enough, as much as, you know, Denise was in the room, we, we were laughing and joking together. We didn't realize 
what what it meant or what she was going through and you know so it's great to have you on to sort of um help us to understand a bit more about lupus and what lupus sufferers sufferers are dealing with and and how how we may be able to help Thank so you. uh do indeed heart the things <laughs> okay where do i start joe where do i start um so yeah lupus uh, i've been diagnosed with lupus um since 1999 and um the reason for the diagnosis was that i was experiencing um a lot of joint pain in my fingers and um in my knees i was finding it difficult to get up the stairs and uh, where i was living at the time the house was really cold and um, i thought it might be with that but i went to my gp and my gp referred me to a rheumatologist so i went to the rheumatologist and um dr Coppock. Uh, in uh, Walsgrave Hospital. It's called University Hospital now. Uh, yeah. That's uh, the main hospital, Coventry. And um, basically, he diagnosed me with lupus. And um, I didn't really hear so much lupus. All I heard was incurable disease. Right. That's stuff in my head, incurable disease. Right. And so you might as well have told me that, um, like I say, this is 1999, so mm. it was a few years back, but you might as well have told me I've got AIDS. Because, you right. know, at the time, people didn't think there's a cure for AIDS. But, you know, right. they've managed to manage it, haven't they, now? Right. Um, so it was almost like a death sentence because mm. it's incredible. Right. And um, so, yeah, it was a shock to the system. So and that it, happened suddenly? I mean, was yeah, the, you know, yeah, out of nowhere. As a teenager, you was running, jumping, doing everything fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. healthy, then, healthy. Right. I, I mean, in my... Um, I got a glowing report at school because I only, in all the time that I was at school, in my middle school, I only had one day off. And that right. day off was for my grandmother's funeral. I was never sick. I was never right. sick. Never right. sick. Right. Amazing. So a healthy person and all of a sudden, a few pains in your joints and so on, mm-hmm. go to the doctor and it's an incurable situation and they don't know where it came from? No, no. Um, I'm reading the, um, the leaflet that he gave me. Um, it said, um, it said something like the, um, I don't know whether people actually know for sure whether it's hereditary or not. In the leaflets that I've read, it, they've said that it's not. But mm. um, I've got a strong feeling there could be. Never say never. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Who's right. to say? Who is mm. to actually say? Because we're not God. So who's mm. to say hereditary? Do you know what I mean? Just because yeah. the, no, I just think, I do believe if someone said to me that they've got lupus in their family, to me, that's hereditary. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's a strong possibility that could happen. So, um, have you got it in your family though? Because, well, Joe, I won't go into it tonight, but that's a tricky one. Um, because, um, I'll say it how it is I don't know who my father is. Um, I know that I find my birth mother because I was adopted into a white family, uh, yeah. from the age of eight months old. And, um, my mother said that she thinks there was, um, one of her cousins or something down the line that may have had lupus. Uh. I- but um, no one else, you know, immediate family have got it. Right, right. So so to to that extent, you're not sure if it, in your case it's hereditary? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I'd say that you can't rule it out. Right. Unless people come forward, forward. Um, sharing awareness about it. Because unless people come forward and um, speak about their story, or their, their brother's story, or their sister's story, or their mother's story about lupus, um, how are we ever going to know? So I, I can't put money on it, but I've got a strong feeling that there must be families out there, or people are suffering with lupus, that somebody else in the family's got lupus. I've, got, I've just got a feeling. 
So, so you mentioned about rheumatology. So when when I think of rheumatoid, I think of rheumatoid arthritis and things like that. That's right. Yeah, because um, rheumatoid arthritis, um, arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, um, I think even fibromyalgia, um, they're all part of the same kind of family. So right. when you suffer one of those conditions, you're um, put under the rheumatology umbrella. Right. And so rheumatologists will monitor your bloods on a sometimes monthly basis, um, sometimes three monthly basis. Um, and the bloods um, can then determine what um, your levels are, you know, whether you're going through a flare up or not, because you have flare ups with lupus where mm. sometimes it's really bad. But I can go into that later today. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, you just um, you see your GP, obviously. Um, but most of the time, you know, your condition is um, looked after by rheumatologists. So the flare-ups that occur, is it food? Is it because you eat a certain type of food or? Yes. Um, or? Yeah, foods can bring on a flare-up. Um, I've learned the hard way. Um, mm. Spicy foods, I can't tolerate spicy foods. Um, mm. Pineapple, you know, like pineapple juice. Yeah. I can't drink because it, it gives me kind of like a heartburn kind of thing here. Um, mm. Certain fizzy drinks that I can't drink. Um, yeah. Is it the sugar yeah. or? Sorry? The sugar in this, like pineapple is very sweet, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think so because I've got a lot of sugar in my life. I say a lot, but I've got sugar in my life from other areas and it doesn't seem to affect me the same way. Do you know what right. I mean? So I yeah. think it's an individual kind of thing. Yeah. And so with this, um, how is it managed? Yeah, they manage it by um, medication, basically. <laughs> you know, so um, you have certain medications. Um, I mean, sometimes you can be, I've heard of people being on 13, 14, 15, 20. One way they said she was on 25. Wait, 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 wait. 20 different medications. Thank you. A day she was on. A day. Right. So if you think of all those medications, now they give you, yeah, gabapentin is one of them. Um, if they, they give you certain medications, but then they have to give you another medication, which will kind of counteract what that medication is going to be doing. Do you know what I mean? Right. So um, the main one that they give you is steroids. It's right. known as prednisolone. And um, depending on how your um, lupus is, you know, in um, progression mm. and depending on how much steroids they give you, now, is it steroids pain-related? Sorry? Is it steroids, is it pain-related? Why steroids? No, steroids, because I think it kind of like, it's a suppression, it suppresses like the illness. Um, it does something to like help like your, your circulation, your immune system to sort of like keep things, you know, like just at bay. Do you know what I mean? Without the steroids, I don't know. I, don't, I would like, I don't like to think what it'd be like without the steroids, do you know what I mean? But yeah. in the same respect, um, one of the side effects, because there's loads, you know, not often we read those little sheets that we get in our tablet packs, but um, I've had to read them because I've had to list them. You know, the um, it's not just the medication I'm taking, but it's the side effects I'm getting um, from the medication. So I had to list that, you know, for benefit purposes, just to mm. step by case, do you know what I mean? Right. That this is getting from the medication. This medication's helping me, but it's also hindering me. So right. um, one of the side effects is cataracts. So I've always had really, really good eyesight, and I still do have good eyesight, but I did have um, cataracts in um, both eyes, I found yeah. out, yeah, last year, and mm. um, or even the year before that, actually. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, basically, so I've had some, an operation to remove those, and the other one's okay at the moment. Right. So, yeah, 
fats. That's a result of the medication because I've been on it for over 20 years. Now, yeah. a lot of people with steroids, they put on weight, they bulk up. Um, that's yeah. never actually happened to me, um, but it has given me side effects. So they're trying to reduce the steroids at the moment. So I'm down to five milligram one day, four milligram the next. And the, the, the steroids, my, my, one of my sisters uh, was using steroids um, partly to do with her. Um, she has asthma, she has eczema, she has, she has various stuff. And one of the things with the steroids, it used to make her body like swell and she used to be tender. So if the kids would like just give her a hug, she'd like, she'd be oh. in pain. So I don't yeah. know, it's not them kind of things, is it? Yeah, I have um, it's, Yeah, it's probably amongst the list of um you know the side effects but i personally have never experienced that mm-hmm. right. is she still on the steroids yeah well yeah she the steroids hasn't done her much good it, it's her whole personality's changed because these drugs they do have an effect on on your being don't they um, yes they do. without a doubt without yeah. a doubt and that's just one drug that we're talking about so imagine like the other four or five that people or 26 that people are on you know, God knows what that has done to that woman's gut and her body. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, being, I mean, it's kind of difficult way to, to live with all those drugs. Is there, what, what's your future? Is it continuing along that path? Have you sought other yeah. means? What, what, what are you doing? Yeah. I, um, I, I kind of, it's almost like um, there's something inside me that um, I feel I refuse to be reliant upon these drugs. You know, I want to find ways and means of um, being drug free, you know, um, and I think that I can do that through, um, you know, the food and the drink and herbs that I, um, that I could use in my life. I think there's a way out. I think there's a way of coming off the drugs. Yeah. yeah. Um, a herbal yeah. remedies. Have you ever yeah. tried any that you've had any success with? I'm in the process of it now. Yeah. Um, I haven't started it yet. I'm just in the process of getting things set, set up. Yeah. So, I mean, there's celebrities in um, that you know of. Uh, apparently, Gina Yashere uh, yeah. has lupus. I remember her story one time um, where, I don't know what happened. She must have had a flare-up, but she could hardly move. Mm. She needed help to, you know, get dressed and just the basics mm-hmm. of, of life. And uh, she, I remember the interview, she said everything um, to do with diet yeah, and she went. She reduced the diet to to literally nothing, um, and there she was on stage. And she's she's now as good as gold. She can move. She can do. She's back to doing her comedy work and so on and so forth. Um, but you know, tell us a bit about the uh, charity for lupus. Yeah, so there's actually um, three different lupus charities, and um, there's Lupus UK, um, there's Lupus Europe. And um, there's a local one here called the Lupus Hips Trust. So I'm currently, they do a walk um, because people might not be aware, but it's Lupus Awareness Month. And uh, uh, the colour's like purple. I forgot to put my purple earring in. But um, yeah, so um, they do a sponsored walk and they did a virtual one this year. Um, But people could do it, you know, from home and stuff like that. Is that like the Major Tom walk around your uh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I'm doing my major tom bit at the moment. Um, yeah. but mobility issues down to my condition. Um, I couldn't do five miles, um, you know, in like a day or whatever. Um, so I've had to spread mine over. Um, I think I might be able to do it in like I've got to do 
um, yeah, five miles. It's um, 10,000 steps. Um, I think I might do it by the middle of next week. I've already reached halfway, so that's great. So, mm. yeah, just money for the um, Lupus Hips Trust and um, just to spread awareness to try and find, you know, possible things that can help people through this illness or hopefully in the future find a cure. Right. So as we see here, approximately 5 million people suffer from lupus worldwide. And most people are getting it between the age of 15 to 44. Yes. You know, because it's, um, it's not so well known about, obviously funding is definitely an issue with um, development for, for cures and understanding any uh, disease. Uh, how much information is there about it that people can actually access to I mean, do you, are there support groups? That- yes, there is. Um, there's, you, you can have your local support groups. Um, obviously, like I said, there's the charities, uh, the Lupus Hips Trust. You can contact them. Um, they've got a website gone, alongside with Lupus Europe and Lupus UK. They all have websites. They mm. uh, do a blog via Facebook called the Lupus Warrior. And um, that's just to share my journey, basically to tell it how it is and um, to spread the word. And um, then, yeah, I think if um, even if you YouTube, um, you know, uh, I have joined a group on Facebook, actually, um, Lupus Warriors. So, yeah, there is there is stuff out there. Um, even not so long ago, I noticed a poster in Sainsbury's and it's offering, um, actually, it was a while ago, it was before COVID, so it was a while ago. Um, but, you know, advertising about a support group, um, right. which I've couple of occasions so yeah there are things out there but what i find um i don't find it surprising actually i'm not surprised but mm. things have got to change um so it's also a mental health week and um you hear about this on the news mm-hmm. uh, i haven't heard anything nothing about lupus awareness month it's not a week it's a month right and you know you're saying there's five million people that are suffering from this illness Five million people is a lot of people. So mm. how could we even out there in the media? So I'm going to contact the BBC. I'm going to contact ITV. And I'm going to contact my local central news and um, ask them this. Um, because even if I've got to tie myself to Big Ben, I wouldn't get this out there. Do you know what I mean? I really do. Tie yourself to Big Ben. I mean, that will get you publicity. Sure. <laughs> I know. And desperate measures. Yeah. But hold on, now let's just highlight, because you did you did mention about your sponsored walk and you did mention about your Facebook. So let's just focus in a bit more on the sponsored walk. Because, you know, f- walking for most of us is, you know, is, is, but it's not the same for you, is it? No. So how, how far can you walk on a given day sort of thing? It really varies because that's the thing about this illness is that it's so unpredictable. You know, one day you could be great and the next day you could wake up or not even wake up during the day. If you've if you've overdone things, especially uh, your body will just seize up. So when I'm saying that, like, I have to count sometimes um, up to three or even sometimes five to Mm. get up off the sofa, because I know the pain that is going to be put on my, you know, to actually stand and put weight on my knees, you know, get up. Yeah. And so I have to count sometimes. And then once I'm up, I have to literally shuffle. I have to shuffle no. to get across my living room and to my bathroom. It's no. not easy. No. It's not easy. Yeah. Um, so, so, you, so in other words, you're doing this walk 
That's yeah. a I mean, big I'm, deal. That's yeah, it, um, but you see, I'm I'm telling you what it's like on one of my worst days. That's on my worst days. I'm not like that every day. Do you know right. what I mean? You know, right. it's just you get a flare up that you get it gets to that extent on a day to day basis. You know, um, I can go about my business. I can do things. Don't get me wrong. I might not be able to do it as fast as you know anybody yeah. else. Yeah. But I can still do things. But and don't I you have a do fear things. though? If you go and do this walk, right? You may overdo it and then have yeah. a flare up and then. No. Um, I don't know. Um, one of the things that I brought into my life in the last, I'll say, um, year or so is that um, I'm not afraid. Do you know mm. what I mean? I'm fearful. And so what it's about is coping mechanisms. So, oh. you know, I've got a really good... Kitty's on here tonight. Kitty is one of my strongest support networks. Do you know what I mean? And the advice that Kitty gives me is always good, sound advice. And right. so what I did was decided hence i'm doing it over i've i've given myself two weeks to do it because i right. feel like there's no rush do you know what i mean it doesn't matter how long it takes me it's a, mm. it's not about you know the length of time it takes you to get there it's about reach reaching the destination so right. i'm doing um the best that i can and i'm not overdoing it far from it i'm just right. doing things. like the other day i had um the dentist i had um my blood um tests and I had um, my second vaccine. I know it's a sore subject to you, but I did have my second vaccine. <laughs> and um, so I counted my steps in that because why not? Do you know what I mean? Just because I'm not walking, physically walking around the park, I'm still walking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I did that. And, you know, that day alone, I don't know, I think it was, um, oh, I don't know, 767 or something like that. Um, you know, so... That device, what the Fitbit, are you using that device to count your steps? Uh, use a pacer yeah yeah you know um yeah help me keep track yes yes so you know and obviously so then when you count it you obviously log it yeah oh yeah i've logged it um up to today monday to friday so um at the end of the day well what i do is the next morning i check to see how many steps i did um the previous day and then add it to my my list and then on sunday i'm going to total it up and see how many I've done, and then that will tell me how many I've got to do next week. But I'm doing good so far. I think I've done over half. Oh, well done, uh, very well done. Good. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, you said you've taken the second vaccine. Yeah, I have. Um, because I know vaccines they say affect people that have underlying conditions. So, did, was that something? Did you look into it before you took the vaccine, or what did you do? You know what? Um, no. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to lie. Um, I didn't look into it. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was. Um, I just felt it was the right thing to do. Maybe I was one of the sheep, but um, because of my underlying condition, I mm. felt um, you know more sort of like encouraged in my own heart to go and get it done, just to yeah. try and protect myself in some shape or form. Yeah. Um, and today, like the lady said earlier, nobody, nobody can say. Nobody, only God knows when we're going to die. Do you yeah. know what I mean? To say you know anything about when it comes to death because when your time's up your time's up do you know what I mean but I was just um just yeah because of um my underlying condition I I decided to do it um this is the first time I've actually heard of it affecting people with underlying conditions um so what it requires research sorry but the reason I asked you that is because yeah. Uh, my sister, she went to hospital for um, 
some well she she had a similar situation with the rheumatoid arthritis yeah they, they refused her treatment because she had not been vaccinated they refused her treatment well yeah so she has to now get vaccinated to go back to the hospital um but my my issue personal issue i have is that um because obviously when you have underlying conditions and allergies and all the rest of it you don't know what's in the vaccine whether or not it could cause you know yes yeah, that's one of my worries i must admit that was one of my worries initially yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's my mind i even spoke to my friend about it and said you know you, you don't know what it is um that they're putting into you do you know what i mean right. um, yeah so yeah i'm yeah. um, i'm pretty ignorant i i you know well, you're getting on with it. That's a, that's a main thing. You've got, you've got to keep going because, I mean, I feel you're damned if you do, you're damned yeah. if you don't. Yeah, right? yeah. So if you don't, like gonna... saying that they refuse the treatment. Do you know what I mean? Right. What's, you know, what's the world coming to? Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Shock it. That's right. shocking. Yeah. That's shocking. So... But that's going to be from now on. You know, there's going to be, everything is going to be around people being vaccinated. You know, even like in, in the prisons and, you know, um, going abroad and, you know, yes. getting workplaces will not employ you i reckon unless you've had your second vaccine things like this is all yeah. going to be about the vaccines well that is happening because my well, is in a school and uh for her to do her job she's working around children she had to be they, she had to be vaccinated otherwise she you know she couldn't work so yeah. um, that is, and so again, it's, it puts you in the position of you're damned if you do, you're damned if yeah. you don't. You know. Yeah, um, yeah. So they got us over a barrel, really. They have. Well, absolutely, absolutely. And so then, you know, so the sponsored walk that you're doing is how many steps are you trying to take in all? Ten thousand. So you, you're trying to do ten thousand steps over two weeks. Yeah, so well, now, mm-hmm. but I've already reached halfway, and it's only Friday, so I think I might have done it by um middle of the week i just see how it goes you're a trooper you really are <laughs> now, if i was to sponsor you yes what, what how does that work what would i be sponsoring you per step how, how does it work it's entirely up to you um i don't even know about that side of things but um i think maybe just a one-off payment um because speaking to you and allison uh yesterday mm. um i set up a just giving page tonight because i rang oh. you know often ring the lupus hipsters so yeah. i rang to a guy called jonathan and um, he re- recommended two things, either setting up with Just Giving or um, doing something through their website. And um, I said the Just Giving one would be better because it's more personal. So right. I'll set the website and that's, um, that's on my Lupus Warrior blog and that's on my Facebook page as well. Um, so if anybody is interested and, you know, it's um, <laughs> every little helps. Do you know what I mean? Every Absolutely. little helps. Absolutely. It's if it's 20p, if it's 50p, if it's a pound, you know, every little house doesn't Can you post to... it in the chat, Rosie? Sorry? Can you post a link in the chat? Um, yeah, well, whilst we're talking and everything, I'm a bit of a technophobe. No, after, after we finish talking, because she's on her phone, Spice. Oh, sure, okay. Put, um, I don't know if Plush is, is around as yet, because... No, she, she's coming in shortly, she's just messaged me. Okay, maybe Plush has, has it. Um, um, I could do after Oh, no. After we've spoken, because if you do go on your phone, it's not going to, you can't do both on your phone. Okay. Right. Um, but um, I'll do it afterwards. And mm. uh, But if anybody out there just want to um, even, you know, just uh, add me as a friend on Facebook, maybe they've got somebody in their family. Somebody mentioned the other night that um, I think it was her 
cousin had been recently diagnosed. She's only young, and um, I think it's messed with her head a little bit because it does at first. Of course. Of course. Anybody knows wants a bit of support or a chat or just anything, and yeah. also they do want to um, kindly sponsor me for my walk. You can um, contact Rosie Wright. That's R O S I E W R I G H T. Rosie Wright um, on Facebook. Yeah, I okay. can't remember what picture I've got at the moment. Oh, so, I've got a picture of my friend and a fifty cake. Because it was um, her birthday. She wasn't 50, but that was, that was a long story. <laughs> so uh, just reading Sorry, in the chat a little bit, yeah? So uh, I'm just reading in the chat. So Eshe says um, um, that, yeah, acidic foods are in agreement uh, and fruits magnify disease in your body. Miss Leisha says, celebra- regarding celebrities who have um, uh, lupus, Tony Braxton yeah. uh, has, has lupus. Um Yolan says, "How can you explain how those living with lupus body differs from those who do not have it?" Well, I guess that's due, that's the flare-ups and so on. So we we've kind of touched on that already, right? Yeah, yeah. Because there's a, there's a lot of differences. I'll be here all night if I was to mention all. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, but that was the prime example. You know, like getting up off the sofa. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's just that. That's just like. The tip of the iceberg. Do you know what I mean, there's so many things that differentiates me from a normal, healthy person. Do you know what right. I mean? So many um, things. So, Kez and Adrian say, how, is, is so they ask, how do you reduce your stress? So, I would interpret it to mean, does stress affect you and your lupus situation? Yeah, you see, funny thing, Joe, because um, when I got diagnosed and I was reading through the leaflet, one of the things it said in the leaflet was to, um, in order to avoid um, a flare-up, mm. is to avoid stress. Um, yeah. I was in my late 20s then, and I was thinking, but how can you avoid stress? Right. How can you avoid stress? Because stress comes to you, do you know what I mean? Right. Um, I know that we can put ourselves in situations which can cause us stress. We, you know, we, we're human. We do right. that. But um, as I've learned more about my illness and um, managing with it, I've um, I've learned to um, I don't I try not to and those that know me will still, will disagree but I try not to um, commit myself to too many things because right. when I commit myself to too many things that brings on a flare up. Right. I try to avoid negativity in my life because mm. negativity stresses me out. Do you know what I mean? So right. I, I surround myself around negativity or negative energy or negative people. Um, I don't put myself in situations where I might get stressed up. Do you know what I mean? Um, stressed out, I should say. Um, things like that. Music. Music is my, uh, my soul. Do you know what I mean? It's right. my passion. It's my love. It inspires me. I'll be yeah. lost without it. So music helps me. My, um, my close friends, do you know what I mean? And mm. my family, you know, mm. they support me. So, um, but yeah, if I see any alarm bells or any red flags, where there's a bit of stress coming my way, I try and avoid it if I can. Right. Liz says, um, I think Liz Harvey, her sister, um, has lupus, I think. Uh, she says her sister sometimes struggles to move. Yeah. Um, and uh, Nick, uh, Eshe says, Nick Canyon, Nick Cannon is... Oh, I didn't know that. Also someone that has lupus. I didn't know that either. Um, Spice asked, are the symptoms of lupus similar to that of sickle cell? Um, I think they are, yeah. I've got um, a friend who suffers from sickle cell, 
and um, we can relate uh, both relate to the tiredness and um, you know um, yeah hospital admissions and things like that so mm. I think similar and when um, they did test me for um, even up to this day you know I'm still asked the question do you have sickle cell um, so it, I think again it's all part of that same family yeah because, um, um, as you say, with the tiredness, chronic chronic fatigue syndrome, chronic. is that one of the... Yeah, we're not yeah. just talking a little bit tired. We're talking like, it doesn't matter what time you go to bed. I could go to bed at 6 o'clock in the evening, and mm. or 7 o'clock in the evening, you know, or you know, just get an early night, go to bed at 8, 9, and um, I still wake up just as tired as I was the day before. So wow. um, I've been living with that for over 20 years. Do you know what I mean? Uh, there's not a day that I'm not tired. I'm constantly tired. Do you so, know what I mean? So, it's tired of being tired. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah, so um, it doesn't matter what you do. You can you can sleep at England. Do you know what I mean? You know, mm. but it doesn't make you feel, you know, you uh, other, I, was only, I can't even say normal people because it's not that I'm abnormal, but, you know, like the general population, should we say, mm. um, if they get an early night, um, they do that to recharge their batteries to um, to make themselves feel better the next day, to be able to get up to go go to work the next day. Mm. Don't recharge at all. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's in and of itself has to be well very challenging because you know. Debilitating, yeah. yeah. And so t- when you when you get in, <clears throat> in those situations, how do you push through? Um, obviously, well, I can hear it in your voice. Um. So, like, what's my coping mechanism, do you mean, Joe? Yeah, yeah. How do you manage that? You're yeah. tired and you're tired all the time, but you still get a lot done. I mean, Yeah, I do. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, Bella and um, Alison will tell you, because they sort of, like, inspire me in their texts, and they're like, Rosie, rest your body. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, take some time out, because uh, they've only known me a short while, but Kitty can tell you that uh, I, I'm actually probably doing more than the average person. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you ask for some of your strips. So how do you push through? What 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 gives you that drive that you're tired and you're still I going? I know it's because it's like if I'm honest with you, and especially since COVID as well, I think mm. it's hard more. But um, there's often because I can't even tell you, you know, um, how many you know times how many times I've been in hospital. You know, when I um, get home from hospital stint and unpack my suitcase, I wash all my bits and then I repack my suitcase straight away because I know that I'm going to be back in hospital again. And I don't know when, but I'm just getting it ready for when that time comes because it's right. not an if. It's not an if anymore. It's when. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. It is the period of time between hospital stints. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, um, was, Denise, I think, was Denise similar? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's very very similar. In fact, it's probably more so than me because um, it affected her organs. It hasn't, well, it's affected my gut now recently, um, but um, it affected her organs, her lungs. And um, so, yeah, she would have been, yeah, she would have been like that. Um, and so the way that I cope through it and the way that I push through is that um, there's a strong part of me that, um, sometimes thinks to myself, and like I say, especially with COVID, um, with having this illness, because I have nearly died a few times, oh, yeah. um, this is not part of me that thinks, um, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. 
um, I've got to do, I've got to see that person, or I've got to do this, and I've got to keep busy, and I've got to live my life. I've got to live my life because right. I don't know how I've got it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. So you have that mentality because you're right. living with it. Do you know what I mean? Right. And that was highlighted a little bit more. Don't get me wrong, I haven't always been like that, but of late, yeah. I've been like it, and especially during COVID. Um, yeah. And I've got fear that, like, what happens if this, this is the last time I see this person? Or what yeah. happens if this is the last time I speak to you guys well, tonight? You are living your life. I mean, I a lot of people think you know? that they have tomorrow, and so they lounge around. But it sounds to me like your your thoughts is you tomorrow's not a given, so I'm going to do what yeah. i got to do and get it done. That's my saying. Tomorrow's not promised. So I try to live, um, I know it's a cliche, but mm. I'm actually it's trying true. to live my best life ever, every yeah. day. Yeah. I'm trying. Tomorrow isn't promised. Do you know what I mean? That's my mantra. Yeah. Tomorrow is not promised. So I've learned that. I've you're, lost you're... this year in a short space of months. You know, I've had three people close to me, close to my heart, die. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it wasn't all, it wasn't through COVID, but um, people, a couple of years before that was COVID. And, um, you know, all this death around you makes you, well, it makes me um, reflect and um, think to yourself, yeah, you have got this illness. So if there's ever any time to live your life, it's now. Do you know what I mean? And live yeah. every day the best you can. Do you know what I mean? Well, Just you know what? And the truth be told, that's all of us. I had a friend who, I mean, COVID got him. I would never have thought he would have, you know, you know, COVID would have got him and, and yeah. he was 56, died COVID. Um, so it's not given, we're of that age where Luther Vandross was 50, he's, he was 54 or something when he had a stroke. And then, I think yeah, 52, 54. Prince died at the age of 50. We're all in and around that age bracket. So, I mean, you know, any one of us is fooling ourselves to think that uh, it, yeah. life's a given. We, we are, we should all be on that sort of, we should all yeah. have our bucket list and, you know, have I done this year? Well, I need to do that. Have yeah. I done this year? Do it. I've seen do that it. person. Have do I it. said hello to you? Have I, have I, have I? We should all be. Now, just looking, Yolande says, um, Hollyoaks actor Kelly Bryan uh, lives with lupus. And uh, she explained that once her daughter came home from school with a cold and ended up in ICU. So yeah. there's there's a lupus is, is more widespread than... Uh, Julie says, do you have support for your worst days yeah yeah i guess that's kitty right <laughs> yeah it is yeah yeah you know straight up do you know what i mean um yeah. first one on the list um <laughs> one that's you know i can't even tell you i've lost count as many times the kitty has yeah. uh, taken me to hospital um or she's followed the ambulance or she's mm. sat for hours on end even put in her own house in jeopardy kitty one day ended up in a bed a hospital bed a couple of doors down from me, because um, one of the nurses could see that she wasn't feeling very well. And um, oh. while she uh, while she'd been sitting with me, I'd gone into intensive care, and um, Kitty was there, and she was holding my hand. Um, I don't even think it was that incident actually, but there's another instance. Yeah. So basically, what I'm saying is that yeah, Kitty, Kitty is there, top of the list. So mm. I don't need loads of support. Do you know mm. what I mean? I've got Kitty, you know, yeah. but, I, but I have got a lot of other support. I really have, you know, some. People have really looked after me and really looked out for me. Yeah. yeah. I didn't used to. Don't get me wrong. I can, you know, don't get me wrong. Kitty's always been there. But, um, you know, there's um, other people and other times where um, I've been to a lot of hospital appointments on my own. Um, I've been driven home from hospital once after an anaesthetic. Um, oh, yeah. I've carted 
uh, even last month, I carted up six. I was in hospital for about um, six weeks. And um, I had six. I don't travel light. Right. <laughs> I like it when I'm in there. I like to have my home comforts around me. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. I don't travel light when I go into hospital. And um, I ended up having six bags to carry up. Um, and I've just been discharged. And I got a taxi home. Um, my, my car got stuck in the machine. They gave me the money, but my car's got stuck in the machine. So I didn't quite get that. And um, so I paid the taxi. Um, and um, yeah, I carted up these six bags. And because that's what I do. Do you know what mm. I mean? Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's what I do. So D, 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 D Alexander says, could you share? Do you have a special diet that you use? Or? Hmm. Yeah, you see, my diet hasn't always been brilliant. Um, my adoptive mother um, passed away at 52. It's young, isn't it? Right, yes, and, yeah. uh, you know, we were saying earlier, it's young. Yeah. Um, it's only as I've got older that I've realised how young my mum was when she died. Do you know what I mean? When I was younger, you know, you used to think your parents are old. Do you know what I mean? But they yeah. weren't old at all. 52 is not old at all. And right. uh, Anyway, so um, all of a sudden, I was 22. Um, I left um, the family home in Kenilworth. And um, which is near Stratford upon Avon. I was going to yeah. say to you, um, the girl that mentioned Stratford upon Avon earlier. Yeah, Stratford's all good. The people are lovely. You know, yeah. I was brought up in a predominantly white area in Kenoa, and um, I never had any problems. You know, yeah. there are there are you know some some good stories. Do you know what I mean? There are some positive stories. Mm. My parents adopted me in 1973, and my my adoption was the first one through Scotland Social Services. Um, 1973. Sorry, digressing. Um, but it wasn't the time for, you know, white people to be adopting black children. And my yeah. parents did Anyway, I go yeah. back to... Um, I left home and um, all of a sudden I got this freedom. And um, so I could eat what I wanted. Do you know what I mean? I've always had a sweet tooth. So yeah. my diet over the years hasn't been good. I can't lie to you. Um, yeah. Vegetables, I could go... I used to be able to go, well, sometimes months, months without eating a vegetable. Wow. That's not good. That's not good. And I think it's taken its toll over the years. And, right. uh, but now things have changed. So right. I'm eating vegetables. Um, I eat the fruit that I can eat. And, um, yeah, I'm just trying to do things in a natural way. Yeah. Mm. You know, uh, so Dee says you, you have inspired her today. Oh, thank you, Dee. Thank Judy, you. Judy Juice says, how much are you hoping to raise with your walk? Oh my gosh, you know what? It's funny you say that because I hadn't even thought about the amount. I hadn't even until this evening. And um, I hadn't set an amount in um, in my head because it just didn't come to me. Um, again, it might sound like a bit of a cliche, but I'm just being honest with you. Um, to me, it doesn't matter about the amount we raise. It's just about raising. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. You know, I haven't even got a target. If I, if I raise 20 quid, it's all good because or something that's helping towards the trust you know um yeah. if a hundred pounds it'd be even brilliant you know it'd be even better um but yeah um it's not it's not so much about the the money it's um whatever i get is just a, a brucey bonus mm. you know just um it's just kind you know people to have that faith and that um belief and and want to want to sponsor me <laughs> yeah and uh, as you said to me it, it's the awareness isn't it that's yeah. really what your, your main goal is. is yeah, it is awareness. Getting more people to be aware. Plush Ali is in the building, by the way. Hi, Plush. <laughs> so, Miss Nisha says, to say that your goal is to walk 10,000 steps over two weeks, 
truly shows how lupus can really affect one's mobility. Good luck with your walk. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's really kind. Yeah, I mean, when I saw it, because what I did was, um, because I didn't know, um, like, what five miles was in steps, because obviously you probably got the idea that I'm not much of a walker. Um, I'm lucky that I'm I'm blessed I've got a car, and um, I'm, I'm one of these people that will drive around like um, the shopping area to find the nearest parking space because of my mobility, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I've applied for my blue badge and, you know, I've got to get that sorted. But, um, yeah, I don't really walk anywhere. Um, oh, it's my battery's going down. I'll charge that in a second. Um, so I don't really walk anywhere. Um, yeah. So when it said, like, 10,000 steps, thinking, oh, my gosh, that's a lot. Because, like, my friend was telling me, oh, you know, her sister could do that in one, one night. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. And, um, you know, they even offered to um, support me, you know, go out and walking with me. And um, so, yeah, 10,000 steps. And then I realised, um, I think Monday, um, I did like, oh, I don't know, 600 and something. And the next day it was 700 and something. And then one day it was 2,000 and something. And like I say, um, this is why I haven't got any fear. I haven't got fear about getting ill from doing this walk because I'm pacing myself. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to keep myself as as healthy and as um, you know, um, you know, I don't know. It just I'm just trying to manage things so that I am capable of doing other things. Do you know what I mean? There's no problem with walk and ending up in hospital. So yeah, that's that's why I set two weeks because I thought two weeks I should be able to do it in two weeks. And like I said, I've nearly reached. Well, I'm over halfway already. Yeah. It's Friday. So I think I should have it done by next middle of next week. Kitty oh. says you're holding out. Huh? Kitty says you're holding out. She says Rosie hasn't given the picture of all her bad times and the way her life has been affected. <laughs> yeah, I'll let Kitty do that because it's like, you know, I this is why I invited Kitty um, mm. on this um, meeting tonight. She's been on a previous one and spoke on my behalf because I wanted somebody else because I can tell it from my eyes but I wanted you to hear it from one of my close friends because she sees things that I don't see. Do you know what I mean? Like she said, she's not giving it the full picture. Um, Kitty can do that for you. So, yeah, I think you should invite Kitty on to speak, really. Right. Um, and just before I do that, Claire was saying how she, when she was she had a stroke, yeah. the doctors first thought she had lupus. So, I mean, I guess the signs are, are somewhat similar. Um, I can't comment on that, to be honest with you. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but I've never, I haven't even, I haven't read or, um, that lupus, um, and strokes and lupus connected together. But it might be something that I'm ignorant of, you know, because it's not something that I've experienced. Um, I've had, through the lupus, I've had uh, meningitis. Um, mm. I've had pneumonia three times. Um, and I've had septicemia. I had meningitis, pneumonia, and septicemia in mm. 2002, and I got them all at the same time. Well, within, like, um, a day, two days of each other, I went in there with the septicemia, and whilst I was in there, I got the pneumonia, and then a couple in of the days... Hospital. Sorry? In the hospital? Oh, no, yeah, well, I went in. I went in with septicemia, yeah. Two days later, I got pneumonia. Two days later after that... Um, I got meningitis, right? So I do feel strongly that I caught the meningitis and possibly 
I don't know about the pneumonia, but I do feel like I caught meningitis from being in the hospital because I'm not slated in my hospital, but I have heard rumours since about, you know, if you go in there, you're not coming back out and how people have gone in there with one thing and come out with two two other things. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, you know, what, you know, the main thing is that they saved my life. Do you know what I mean? Um, It was, and I survived all those three illnesses, which were all three, you know, kill us, basically. Um, So I'm here for a purpose. I know I am. That's why, you know, I was saying to you earlier, Joe, that I'm trying to live my best life ever because I don't know what to do next week. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, D-Natural says or asks, does weather affect your conditions? Yeah, severely. Um, cold. For me, it's cold. Um, um, I was saying to you yesterday, Joe, along with lupus, you get other illnesses attached to it. So yeah. I've um, lupus, I have a condition called scleroderma, I have Shergans, um, vasculitis, and I have a thing called Raynaud's. Now, the Raynaud's is affected by the weather. If it's really cold, um, I mean, you, don't get me wrong, you can get Raynaud's anytime. You know, you can get the cold hands and the cold feet. But in the winter or, or cold weather, it's mm. worse. It's worse. No matter, it doesn't matter if you're wearing gloves or you've got three pairs of socks on. Um, you're just icy cold. Some people experience discoloration in their um, hands. And, um, yeah, so the weather. Some people, the sun, um, I'm lucky, I'm blessed because I'm a sun worshipper. And luckily, the sun is my lupus. Do you know what I mean? I just like, it's like I'm just soaking it up. Do you know what I mean? I love it. I love it. The sun is vitamin D. We don't yeah. get enough of it in this country. No. And, and vitamin D is is the healer in your body. It provides mm-hmm. you. I yeah. wonder if Kitty would like to uh, jo- join in the conversation real quick. Um, Kitty, can, okay. can you, you, you need oh. to... You need oh, can to. I say before Kitty joins in? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that, um, like, with um, another thing I just wanted to get out there is um, that, um, like, vasculitis that I mentioned is one of the conditions. So that affects your blood circulation. Um, mm. So because of the lupus and having the vasculitis, I've had to have three partial amputations. So um, the first one was my little finger. Um, sorry if people are squeamish, but it is what it is. Um, my little finger. And yeah. then last February, um, I had my wedding finger partially amputated. And oh. then um, previous to that, it was the tip of my forefinger. Um, yeah. So see, my hand, is, yeah. I can't put it in my hand. My hand is bent like that. And that's yeah. due to I had um, a tendon infection. And if you can see the scar in my palm, so yeah. that's what the tendon infection was. And that's aff- affected, like, you know, my tendons and my muscles. So that's frustrated. Yeah. I can get my hand. But I don't let it stop me. Do you know what I mean? Even if it comes to the stage where I've got no fingers, I will find ways and means. Do you know what I mean? There's always ways right. and means. You um, are a go-getter. I get these um, postcards, these cards. from. They're called the um, Foot and Mouth Painting Artists. Right, so these people have had amputations. Um, they paint mm. with their, their mouth or they paint with their feet. Right. And you should see what they paint. Yeah, I couldn't no. do it. They, like somebody with all their fingers couldn't do it, let alone doing it with your toes. They're absolutely yeah. So I support them too, definitely. And I think, you know, they can do it. I can do it. Why well not? Done. Well done. No, my mum said there's no such word as can't. Do you know yeah. what I mean? There's word as can't. Yeah. And also, I mean, for, for us in the room, you know, we with our fingers, you know, how much more should we be doing? 
Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. and, and that's the thing. Sometimes you have things and do nothing with them. You hear the story like yours where, you know, you're losing things and you're like, well, I'm still going to do this. I'm still going to yeah. do that. I'm still going to do, still going to do, still going to do. That yeah. is just so inspirational. Um, it's because um, people just take so much for granted. We took right. our lives for granted. We? we took popping around to our friends for a cup of tea. We took going to the pub. We took everything, you know, we took things for granted. So if COVID hasn't taught us anything, it's it's got to, you know, we've got to learn something from what's happened. Do you know what I mean? We've right. got to learn from it. And I feel that one of those things is not to take people and not to take life for granted. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And Kitty is somebody that you do not take for granted. Hi, Kitty. How are you doing? Hello. Fine, thank you. It's um, good, good to have you with us. Thank you. It's good to be here. Um, since you announced that I was, I said Rosie was holding back, she's come out with a lot more, hasn't she? <laughs> she has, yes. <laughs> I showed you the fear I invoke in her. But you're um, an amazing woman yourself because you've put yourself on the line in looking after Rosie. Um, well, she's helped me. I've been ill at times. But when I first knew Rosie, we both worked in probation in a big office in Coventry. Mm. And Rosie came along as a temporary secretary, I think it was called at that stage. And then she put in to um, go on the permanent staff. And that was all going through when she got her first attack. And I know she couldn't type. She, I don't know how long she was off work because I can't remember now. But she came back and then always sort of settling down. And it must have been another, say, three years when she got the chance of... Um, well, she was taken. Would she was offered a job by P&O on their entertainments on board ships, right. and that was just the sort of thing because Rosie loves music, she loves movement and everything. Mm. And then that's when she got that very bad attack with meningitis and septicemia and so on. Right. And we were told at work that the hospital said keep away because the meningitis was some. Very, very virulent type. And then they said, no, it was okay to visit. So I visited her. And then um, I I can't remember how many times she was sick during the time I was still at work. But I know sometimes, and Rosie was hurt when I said this before, but it, uh, it's true. Um, there was the occasional person who just thought she was swinging the lead. Because when Rosie was ill, she was full fully charged up and looked like she had not a problem in, in the world. Right. And full of energy. Right. She I is now, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. She is at the moment. She's not always. Yeah. And, um, I retired at the end of 2005, and I can't remember how long after that Rosie just got really bad. And she she was in hospital in over three months, oh, something like 15 times, usually for a few days. But I know one time it went on much longer. But because um, I'm well old enough to be a mum and uh, other contemporaries were still working, so I was on hand to take her to hospital and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, so I've been with her twice when she's virtually died and they've had to like, call, they didn't call it the crash team, but, you know, that happened. Another time in an ambulance when I had a whole list of her medications because some things, she couldn't have some emergency treatments and things. And one time in the ambulance, she just just seemed to zonk out, her eyes rolled up. 
And the ambulance man says, I want to give her this. He said, let me see the list. He said, no, I can't give it. And we put, um, he put some stuff on her tongue. Um, uh, her sugar goes right down at times, which mm. she hasn't normally got diabetes. But he put something anyway, and she, he said it would absorb gradually. We, it sort of brought her round. And then, so another time it was in the hospital and it was suddenly, wow. And um, and I know there's been other times. And that particular time in the hospital, she was taken through then and I was with her and then she won it was then it was best if I wasn't with her because she if she's at all conscious it mm. helps her to have somebody like me there but right. she and then I got called back in because she'd come round then they were trying to put a cannula in she hasn't told you that bit they sometimes have to try about 20 times to get a cannula in and she's always in need of um of water painkiller and antibiotics Right. And it can go on for hours with them trying to get it into her. And this particular time, they ended up getting somebody with a scanner. She ended up with it in her neck. Yeah. And then I said to the nurse, um, I can go back to her flat and get some things for her. This was after oh, a good hour of her being round, if you like. Oh, no, no, she's not out the woods yet. And mm-hmm. so I say, and anyway, eventually I did go off and get stuff. Well, definitely challenging, you know, well, the and then, 15 admissions in three months. That's, it that's certainly a challenge. Like that. It might have been 13. And then one time she was in for six weeks, mm. and towards the end of that time, somebody brought her mail, and the mail said, uh, one of it said, um, that she wasn't considered appropriate for sick benefit or whatever it was called. And that meant when she came out of hospital, um, her housing benefit been stopped. And luckily there was a nurse there who had a family member with um, lupus. And the nurse and I got together and we put in an appeal which held things. Mm. And eventually Rosie had to go to court to for the appeal. And she asked for me to be with her. And I said, no, you need somebody legal. Yeah. And she went and arranged somebody, but she also got permission for me. And I used to be a probation officer, so I'm well used to court. I'm well used to Crown Court and so on. But it it was awful. We were in the magistrate's court. Yeah. And the, the legal person said to us, everyone's getting turned down today, so you'll almost certainly get turned down. Come out and apply straight away again. Wow. And, and I mean, it's as ridiculous as that. And we were led in and we were before the bench and the bench is higher. There were three people there mm. and there's us standing in front like we're criminals and very much you mustn't speak less spoken to. Mm. And I did. I said my bit at the end. And then he turned and he said to Rosie, I saw you come into the court down those four steps without without pain. And Rosie, she yelled out, how do you know it's without pain? And we weren't done for contempt of court, but you could almost feel we would be. And we went outside and, yeah, Rosie did apply again, but she's had such a... Hold on a minute, that's loaded in and of itself. Here she is, she's sick, she's in hospital, she's there for several weeks. Obviously, she's not able to talk to the benefit office and all the rest of it about 
because she's in hospital. And as a result of that, she comes out of hospital, they've taken away her benefits, and she has to go to court. And but when he's turned down, I mean, come on. Well, not problem in the world. Yeah. And Rosie would always present, uh, she'll always be dressed up to the nines. Right. And if she if she's got any energy, she'll walk in with a flourish and so on. And people don't see that the collapse afterwards. Right. And and uh, so she's had to fight that. And of course, she lost her chance of um, being in the entertainment world at sea and so on. And the one good thing lately is she's got on the local radio and she runs a music session at the weekend. Um, oh, let's hear a bit about that, Rosie. You're on yeah. the radio. You haven't brought that up. Thank But so often Rosie has been so ill. But as I say, people often, they won't see her when she's that ill because she's like behind the door. And that's what all of us are like in that when we're ill... We, we 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 don't want we don't go out, do we? We sort of you know we we we're trying to recover. So I guess Rosie, what's going on with the radio station? Heart the things you're missing, you're holding back. Yeah, like I said to you earlier, um, music is my I love seriously. Music is my passion, and um, I've always wanted to be in um, the entertainment industry in some shape or form. You know, I applied for X Factor, I got through to the second round, and guess what? I had to curry the night before. I took sick the next day. My performance wasn't as good. Um, they did say to me, you know, come back and try again. But I never did. Um, and I ended up in the um, uh, hospital, um, the hospital at the, um, uh, what's it? Oh, NEC. Yeah, where oh. they're doing interviews. Only me could end up in the hospital. Um, but yeah, I've lost a lot of opportunities out in life due to my lupus. Um, but all I'm doing is um, seizing other opportunities that come That's my way. So keep the radio, yeah, I keep trying. Um, God loves the trier. And um, the radio station, I've been with them about seven years now. What's the name I, of the radio uh, station? We'll put it in the chat. Sorry? What's the name of the radio station? Oh, Vanny Radio. I'll put it in the chat. Vanny Radio, 106.3 FM. Yeah. So we're a local community, um, you know, radio station. Um, we have a variety of different DJs, reggae, um, Afro beats, um, uh, soul, and um, I do slow jams, so I do like um, some of the old school. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Joseph. Yeah, Vanny, V-A-N-N-Y, V-A-N-Y, just in case anybody wants to look it up on Facebook or whatever. So, yeah, I'm on Sundays. Um, I'll be on this Sunday in the studio. Um, I managed to go back in, because I was cast as extremely vulnerable. Um, I've had to shield. So um, this will be my second week back in the studio. So, yeah, I'm loving it. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm on from nine. Till 10.30. Thanks for that um, plug, Mind Kitty. 10.30. Do <laughs> you know what? We're, we're going to have to um, conclude here because okay. I like to for about an hour and then obviously it's shortened to the point for when you put it on the podcast and so on. And uh, re really want to give thanks to you, Rosie, for um, for sharing your story with, with Lupus. Uh, this are... is what Lupus looks like. Um, as you can see, five million people suffer uh, around the world, um, often it's women between age of 15 and 19, and it's developed between the age of 15 and, and 44. Um, so it is Lupus Awareness Month. We're doing our part to, to, to bring awareness to that. Ro Rosie is doing her part in that regard. Rosie has yeah. a sponsored walk that she's doing 10,000 steps. 
Um, she has a Just Giving page, which hopefully we'll be able to get it in the chat. So hang around um, so we can do that. We can get that in the uh, in the chat. Um, she also has a Facebook and uh, on Facebook it's Lupus Warriors. Um, it's not a matter of you have to be a lupus sufferer to be a member of the Facebook group. You can join and if you know offer support to 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 those to those in need. So once again, really a big respect and thank you to Rosie for for joining us uh, this evening. And um, I think we've read out all the questions. Thank you. Big hearty round of applause. Yeah. Thank you so much, Rosie. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity, Joe and Alison. Thank you for... I haven't seen all the messages, but I'll go through them in a moment. But yeah, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Kitty. Thank you, Alison. Thank you, Plush. Um, thank you for everybody that's commented tonight. Thank you for you know the time that you've given me this opportunity, because this is what it's all about. Sharing is caring. So thank you. Means Please put your giving, your just giving. Please. Oh, put I, think that somebody in the, uh, I think you did it. Did you yeah, do it? Yeah, plush, plush has done it. It's in there. Oh, it's in there, it, yeah. Just a yeah. second. 